0: How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of my radio show, Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. This is the first episode of Famous Dead People that you've ever heard. Welcome to the show. I hope you like it, and I hope that you'll go back and listen to the old episodes. They're all totally dope and exactly uh, what you are looking for in a podcast. You might notice that at times it sounds like this is a radio show, and that is because we originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn Mondays at 3 p.m. You're about to hear the episode where I interview Sir Isaac Newton, played by comedian Maya Deshmukh, and Jackson Pollock, played by comedian Patricio Machucco. Uh If you like the show and you want to shoot us an email or you want to hear an interview with your favorite famous dead person, hit us up at famousdeadpeopleshow at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and of course if you're so inclined leave us a comment and rate us five stars and subscribe and all that good stuff. But for now enjoy Sir Isaac Newton and Jackson Pollock only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead people. It's time Famous Dead people. time to start the
1: show. Famous Dead People Famous,
2: dead people. Famous
1: dead
0: people you know. Famous Dead People Famous stories in the head. to and all these my guests today on Famous Dead People are English mathematician, astronomer, and physicist Sir Isaac Newton, and one of the key figures in the abstract expressionist art movement, Jackson Pollock. Mr. Pollock, Mr. Newton, thank you so much. Hey, what's up? Hey. For joining us here on a uh, Famous Dead People. I'm honored. Uh, now, uh, Sir Isaac Newton, um, you are widely recognized as one of the most influential scientists in history. Yeah,
2: I am mad prolific when it comes to the scientific revolution. Mm-hmm. I just want to say what's up to Daddy Jarrett. How you doing?
0: Uh, you know, this, uh, hey, I'm doing great here, you know, but this is about you guys. Oh, okay. You're the famous people. We want to hear about your lives. Um, here's, here's my question, though. Like, I think that a lot of people who look back on the ancient sciences like yourself Mm -hmm. uh they think oh you know it it must have been so easy because there were so many things (sighs) to discover like you're credited with discovering gravity which is you know everybody knows about that now because it's all around it would be so easy to discover gravity today right
2: i mean it was really hard okay i it was hard for me to discover gravity i had i was on okay i'm gonna tell you how it happened okay? okay i was on a big tower Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I had. Oh, so I just want to stop you real quick because already this is different than the story that we know as children of how you discovered gravity. But but please continue.
2: Yeah. Okay. Because you know what, I would like to say. That history books like to like interpret. It's like primary source versus secondary source. Mm-hmm. This is the primary source right here. No, of okay? course. this is
0: the reason why you're here, sir For Isaac sure. Yeah. Thank
2: you, Daddy Jared, for like giving me <laughs> the time to. I'm say like this. a tiny bit
0: uncomfortable with that, but I'm gonna allow it. I'm this is how this fine. is how
2: Newton was. This mm-hmm. is Newton, real Newton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who also no.
0: spoke about himself in the third person. And not <laughs> big so, Newton. Not big Newton. Okay. No.
2: So okay, I was on the top of a tower. Okay. I had an apple. I had a feather mm-hmm. and I had my friend Johan Kepler. Okay. Y'all know Johan, right? Absolutely. He was he was the oh, one who decided you. it was an elliptical <laughs> rotation around the sun and mm-hmm. not a circular. Oh
0: everybody one. knows this. Like this is, this Copernicus
2: is, that dum dum said. Anyway. Yeah, this
0: is general knowledge.
2: So Johan cool. and I were chilling on top of a tower. Mm-hmm. We just smoked a fat blunt.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, and right. yeah. Didn't see nice. that coming.
2: Okay, yeah, <laughs> we did. And we were like, yo, yeah, bro, nice. what you think is gonna hit the ground first? Mm. This apple or this feather? And mm. I was like, bro. You know what? I think they're gonna end up like landing at the same time, mm. and that's how I discovered gravity.
0: All right. Well, there's a lot of inconsistencies there, but I mean, if you if that's the way that that's you, how it happened, you say it's happened. But Mike, so I mean, uh, Jackson Pollock, you know, without being a scientist, that if you drop. Uh, a bowling ball and a feather at the same time. The bowling ball will land first because of air resistance, right? Of course. All right, but that's not what happened when you guys did the experiment.
2: No. Um, well, see what happened was I had calculated for air resistance. Okay. Because I knew the constant. As we all like if you've studied my physics because it's Newtonian physics as an AKA my physics, (laughs) um, you know, to calculate the constant. So I calculated Mm -hmm. a constant and Mm -hmm. we found that they just landed at the same time. It was miraculous.
0: Hmm, Interesting. If I if I were in your position back then and that happened, that would have blown my mind. Yeah, because I'm like because I'm like they should not have landed at the same time. No. You know, I would not have known what to do with that. I was, know. it was, I would have blamed it on ghosts or something. This yeah. is the 1600s. You know? I'm, I'm in
1: no way a scientist, but I would have been shocked. Yeah. Legit.
0: yeah. I think most people would be so- yeah, shocked. yeah. And that's that. why I
2: was like, yo, people, <laughs> hello, mm-hmm. we're stuck to the earth because of this thing <laughs> called gravity.
0: All right. Now, do you think that you, like, you know, being alive today, so many of the things that we take for granted were, you know, like discovered or. You know, we're 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 being given a scientific formula way back in the day. You know, so everything's already been discovered now. Do you think that you would be able to contribute to today's science and mathematics?
2: I think so. Mm. I'm really really smart.
0: Well, no, I, nobody's doubting. I that. mean,
2: I feel like um, I feel like yeah, I would totally be able to figure some things out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, how milestone they would be would be, you know, subject to interpretation. Right. I think at the time, because, like, it was the 1600s, like, we were just, like, figuring out not to get, like, killed by rat bites.
0: Yes. Yes, um,
2: So, like, the bar was very low. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nowadays it's, like, we have so much going on. We have, like, so much innovation mm-hmm. that I feel like um, I probably would be able to do something. I think I would probably, like, honestly, though, I like money. I'd probably be, like, an iBanker banker. I think Ooh, that's probably. So you
0: think you would take your 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 fantastic analytical brain, Totes. use it on Totes. the stock markets,
2: absolutely. Because there
0: are people that are doing that now. 100% they, they do uh, algorithms to try to beat the market, and they make tons of money that way. That's what you would do. Yeah,
2: I would love to like have a big chateau in Southampton, mm-hmm. have a private jet, <laughs> and I would just fucking chill.
0: No, oh, well, for sure.
1: Like I mean, no disrespect to any of the other uh, scientists out there. I've never mm-hmm. really heard of them, but Isaac Newton is like one of the. The greatest scientist of all time. And like now, Isaac Newton would definitely be like an app machine, just yeah. like apps all over the place. So I, I could I yeah. could definitely see that happening. Well,
0: Jackson Paul, let's talk about your yeah. career for a second, because I'm a little surprised that you wouldn't have an issue with this. I mean, it seemed like you like in your career as an artist, you had so much integrity for for art and sort of like a um uh uh you 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 shunned away the the sellouts and the and and the corporate overloads and the things that were popular just for popularity's sake you know and so and so to say that a scientific brain like like sir isaac newton should be used to make money in apps i just find that a little uh a little out of character you know is that some a new revelation of yours
1: it is i mean you got to change with the times uh mm-hmm. when i was coming about I was, it was a different period and i think that this right now is definitely uh a uh, just a, a time and place where you can do anything you want so like if mm-hmm. i had to do apps like i feel like i would kill it in like the background apps for cell phones and oh even, so like you were thinking like about laptops. doing apps too i did think about it all right if i had money like it'd be a lot easier to like create arts like mm-hmm. open up a little studio yeah yeah of course stuff like that so i'm thinking more like uh, practically in terms of making more art
0: mm-hmm. okay interesting so like do you have any anything that jackson pollock would do today you know like if you're like all right i'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start raising funds for my new Jackson Pollock app. Like, what are we what are we gonna start with here?
1: Uh, I definitely would make a GoFundMe account. Okay. Uh, to start my own studio in Brooklyn. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, uh, just once you give me uh, some of uh, Uncle Polly's uh, poetry juice, and you give me a brush mm-hmm. and a canvas and. Uh, just let me do the rest.
0: Uncle Polly's poetry juice. All right. Well, nice. we, you've said some things that I think are going to be prescient later on in the interview, but uh, sure. uh, let's move on for a second. So I, I'm actually kind of surprised by how you were drawn to the art world because you had a very blue-collar upbringing. You know, your adoptive parents were farmers. Um how is it that you managed to find your way into the art world? Uh,
1: well where I'm from like there wasn't really much to do or see Mm -hmm. and uh doing artwork was the only way that I could really express myself and get my emotions out there or at least you know kind of really get out what I wish I could see or what I could be a part of.
0: Well what was your first experience? I mean like you're on a farm (laughs) you know I can't imagine there's access to things like canvas or paints or paintbrushes that sort of thing.
1: Uh, I was trying to make melted uh I was trying to make myself porridge from uh from old stale grains and okay it went sour, and it started making a whole bunch of different colors hmm. and uh yeah, that's when I thought like, what if I just put this on paper and then
0: so it was it was it was old <clears throat> grains that were your first your you're your dipping your toe into the art scene was just looking at like rotting food that was how that's how it came about
1: well, not not the rotting food, but the mm. colors that came from the rotting food, oh, okay, so then I figured what if I just tried to make some kind of shapes and I'd try to put it together, but I didn't have paper, I had mm-hmm. hay, so I just kind of like. Hay was uh you know that was my papyrus and I just oh uh, so that was, that was my first so art you piece.
0: would like arrange hay and that was like the way that you would do art when you were growing up back on the farm yeah I would get the
1: hay into the colors of of this old moldy porridge and then mm-hmm. I kind of would arrange it in different uh, in different ways and then uh, yeah
0: interesting so, well you know, I know that you know Sir Isaac Newton like your Family at one point tried to get you to be a farmer, and you, yes. and you absolutely hated it. Oh you know? my god,
2: I was so mad, mm-hmm. and I had this teacher at my school who was like, "Listen, mommy, he <laughs> is so smart. Mm-hmm. Let him study. Let yeah. him get his education." Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, "Oh, fine," and she let me go to school. And I ended up getting um this full scholarship to. Well, no, actually, I got to go to Cambridge, mm-hmm. Trinity College in Cambridge. I had to work as a valet. You've all seen Downton Abbey.
0: Yes. You yeah. know, the valley. Somebody who just, like, walks around yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. helps people with their bags and stuff like that.
2: To- to- I, like, help people, like, but I, like, picked out their outfits for the dinners, mm-hmm. the specific dinners, shine their shoes, all that stuff. And then I got a scholarship, and then I was able to study. All
0: right, so you were, like, industrious in a way. Not not even just smart, but, like, you had a hustle to you Yeah, you well. had to
2: hustle. I yeah. mean, I was not born with, you know, a fancy spoon in my mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what my question was, like, you, you hated this farm work so much. Was it because of the farm work or was it because you knew that you were destined for something greater? Yeah, it's
2: like, okay, if you are... A total genius Mm -hmm. and you're like made to just like till hay Mm -hmm. you'd be like I mean I'm sure Pollock hi I'm sure you probably felt similarly like you did not want to like like follow in your father's and mother's footsteps and like live on some dank farm all day you Mm -hmm. wanted to like move to the city like invent stuff like rearrange the (laughs) way people think Mm -hmm. and like really shape future and that's how I felt except not with paint but with like like physics and calculus and like um, the laws of motion. Isn't it interesting
0: that you guys both have this this exposure and experience with farm life? You know, and yours takes you to the arts, Jackson Pollock, and yours takes you to the sciences. Sir yeah. Isaac Asimov. Uh, no, sorry, not Asimov. That's got that. It's ha-
2: actually Newton.
0: Has to come up all the time. Like you it have does. not famous because... famous science fiction writer whose name is so similar to yours. I know, you know, but
2: I think like Isaac Newton of six. Like, have you heard of the laws of motion? I
0: well, I think all of us have had. I mean, we we are. We're bound to the laws of yeah. motion. Yeah, you know? I only
2: remember the third one.
0: Mm-hmm. The th- <laughs> you only remember the third.
2: <laughs> I forgot the first of your two. law of,
0: of law of motion, which is the third law. Of it's motion.
2: for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So don't come for me, because I'll come for you.
0: Whoa, harder. Ooh, Ooh. equally hardcore. You do not want to fuck. Do not fuck with Newton. With Newton, yeah. I actually remember. I think the other two laws of Newtonian motion. Uh, the first one being that an object. An object at rest will stay at rest. Stay at rest. You know. I and, always
2: forget the second one, too.
0: Okay. I don't a, remember that uh, Energy can either be created or destroyed.
2: Is That's that the it? law of thermodynamics. Okay. Law <laughs> of thermodynamics. It's been, a, it's been a little It's been a while. long time.
0: Yeah. Uh, longer for you, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot longer. So, uh, since we're on the topic, um, you know, you, t- you told us a little bit about one of your early experiments with... Uh, discovering gravity and laws of gravity, sure. um, but I also read from your Wikipedia that you conducted the first experiments to test for the speed of sound. Yes, in the sixteen hundreds. Yes, that's incredible. It I mean, was insane. What did you even do? How would you how would you devise that experiment oh. with no technology or you know uh, or stopwatches or anything like that?
2: My God! So listen, this is how I did it. All right. Um, I had a guy singing, mm-hmm. and then I had my friend. Carlos. Okay. was really fast. And I had Carlos- He's like a really
0: fast runner? Yeah, he's think? so fast. He was okay. like the
2: fastest runner at Cambridge College. Okay. So I had Carlos running in a line and I had a, like a, it was actually like an opera singer mm-hmm. and they were like running and I timed it, but I timed it by my. Like, I was like, one Mississippi, two Mississippi, (laughs) three Mississippi, and then they were running, and that's how I calculated it.
0: Interesting. And And I had
2: my constants, obviously. Yes. I had my
0: constants. Mm -hmm. It really seems like one of the the cornerstones of your theories is just making sure that you know what the constants are. You know, it's very important for science.
1: Yeah, and Isaac knew, I mean, so you basically had, like, the first track meet ever.
2: Yes, that's I awesome. did. And nobody, that's not on my Wikipedia nobody page. Nobody talks about that. That's right, not that on my Wikipedia page. That is add a it, crime
0: of history. Yo,
2: Jared, add it, add I'll,
0: it. I'll, I mean, I'll see what I can do. I don't, have a, a add it, Daddy. I don't have a Wikipedia account, but I'll see what I can do. Uh, now, Jackson Pollock, uh, you know, from your biography, it does seem like you had a bit of a volatile personality. Even And, and you know, it, it was one that was with you growing up and through the rest of your life. You know, I read that you got expelled from two different high schools, growing up, I did, I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd love to ask you what happened at the high schools that got you expelled. You know, from for I guess uh, acting out something something along those lines.
1: Uh, yeah, the first one uh, I was the first one I was in ninth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to do a, I, had to, I had to do a, an English report, writing a, a summary about my favorite story, but I had to write like two pages. Okay. But uh instead of uh writing the story, I just drew a picture of, uh, of me wearing some pants and chewing
0: straw. Okay. So you decided to express yourself artistically. Yeah. Uh, instead of doing this written assignment and that got you expelled?
1: Yeah, it was catching the rye. I thought it was like I thought that was a pretty dope metaphor. Like mm-hmm. it was guy in you know, some beat up pants, eating some Chewing on some grain, I was like, you know. Okay, all
0: right, well, I... Um,
1: he caught the rye, and then he ate it. That was my interpretation of it.
0: Interesting. I mean, I don't think that Catching the Rye was written at the time that uh, you were in high school, but that's neither here nor there. Um, right. I just can't believe that a person would be uh, expelled for something such a small infraction. Like, all you did was not do a homework assignment. Like, give, give the kid an F. Don't kick him out, Right.
1: Well, I mean, it might have had something to do with that when uh, I was supposed to go present my report, I just slapped it on the uh, professor's desk, and then I flipped my desk over, and I just walked out of the classroom.
0: Now, you see, that sounds that like might, that might might you something got to go expelled to, yeah. for, you know? I don't think that you should lead with the with a drawing thing. That's a minor infraction. No,
1: I, I mean— That was the main part was that I really was just expressing myself and they couldn't handle it.
0: Mm. Now, now, so that that was one expulsion, but you got expelled from uh, Manual Arts High School as well. Uh, What was the, do you remember what the incident was there?
1: Oh, Too Many Tardies. Too many, that was it? Just too many tardies? Too many tardies, man. I was just always late. Are you are, forgetting? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was
2: just going to say, you were tardy for the party. <laughs> oh, for, for all my housewife heads. <laughs> <laughs> tardy for the party.
0: It, are you forgetting a maybe explosive and volatile incident? Because tardies, again, just seems like a, a, a small infraction.
1: Wow. No, I just, I just thought that there were certain things that... I, I thought this was like an interview where I could just kind of talk about what I want to talk about. Maybe there's just certain oh, things. Oh, no, absolutely. No, yeah, just, absolutely. You no, know it's just a little...
0: I am only asking because before you talked about this drawing and then it mm. turns out you had this violent outburst and so I just wanted to see if there was also a violent outburst, you know, for this expulsion that maybe you were forgetting.
1: Oh, okay, Jared, since you <laughs> want to just put it all out there, like I didn't
0: want to No, no, it's it's fine. I don't I'm, no, 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 I'm not, no, not trying to make no, no. you feel uncomfortable, <clears throat> Jackson Pollock. You know, I know that you you're you're a little bit of a uh of a hothead, you got the temper. I'm not trying to stoke nope, any nope, any nope, of your ire. No, no, no.
1: Hey, listen, I'm fine, right. okay? But look. Yeah, of course. Look, you just you just opened up the curtains before I was ready to wake up.
0: Oh, okay. But guess
1: what? The lights in my face. Mm-hmm. Now I'm awake.
0: All right. Okay. Well, let's let's throw a little cold water on things. Like you know, I'm not trying to uh, to make any enemies here. You know, uh, if you're just joining us. On famous dead people, this is uh, famous dead people on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are mathematician and astronomer Sir Isaac Newton. What up? And uh, abstract expressionist painter Jackson Pollock. Yo, uh, who uh, I I just want to say I have so much respect for you, uh, Mr. Pollock, as an artist. You know, I'm not trying to uh, uh, start anything. You know, I also have respect for you too. I think
1: you have the greatest talk show of all time. I listen to it all the time. I appreciate that, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Um, Now going back to uh, uh, Sir. Isaac Newton um,
2: I, I just want to say You have a second yeah. best My favorite is Meet the Press
0: uh, Meet the Press Is a great show Yeah I love you know, it I, uh, If I could be second To Meet the Press That is Second That is high praise Right there uh, Now going back To Sir Isaac Newton So um, You know Going back to Your school life uh, I read that part of your motivation for doing well in school was revenge on this kid that bullied you. Is that oh, correct? Does that sound right? My God. Okay. So it sounds like this is something you're familiar with that oh, you remember.
2: my God. This guy. All right. Cornelius Van
0: Bismarck. Cornelius Van Bismarck? He was
2: German. And uh, I was like, why are you in my English school? What
0: a name. Get out. <laughs> Ugh, I hate that guy. I hate that guy's name. Yes. He was so Ooh. mean. And he was the bully. Like, I would have bullied that kid, like, crazy. No,
2: I think he was insecure because he had such a shitty name.
0: Oh, okay. okay. Um, right. But he
2: was just so rude. He mm-hmm. would just, like, take my abacus and, like, undo and, like, <laughs> throw the beads on the floor and, like, watch me fall on it. Mm-hmm. And he also, like, he would, like, take the, like, clotted cream from my, my like, lunch because I had a humble lunch because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the child of a farmer. <laughs> and he would just, like... He would put it on my face. It Mm -hmm. was just like he was just really just a shitty person.
0: And you thought that you would get back at him by just being the best at school. Because
2: I just wanted my whole life. All I cared was that like Cornelius's dumb, like (laughs) dumpy wife would Mm -hmm. be like, "Mm, that Isaac Newton. he's a real thinker and he would just have to live with that sadness (laughs) yeah
0: did you know like was he I know that back in the day people used to get married a lot younger like were you also in school with uh with uh, Cornelius von von Bismarck? Von Bismarck, yeah. Cornelius von Bismarck, wh- wh- who the woman that he would eventually marry? Yeah,
2: uh, her name was Shirley. Okay, and much she-
0: better name, way better name than Cornelius. Yeah. And, yeah, she was
2: also like kind of like the hottest girl in school. And oh, really? I also like wanted, you know, I was like had like a little crush on her. Hmm. Um, She obviously, you know, didn't... Um, didn't reciprocate my feelings. Because so she
1: has poor taste. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paula. poor taste.
2: <laughs> You're so sweet. I, You know what? Honestly, if I was an iBanker today, I mm-hmm. would buy one of your paintings. Mm-hmm.
1: I would totally be your partner, bro.
2: Oh, my God. This and I would great. totally, like, be your patron.
0: Guys, you know, there, this is something that you guys can explore uh, outside of the radio station. You know, like, feel free to to link up, you know, do we some should. networking, Toast. exchange business cards, like follow you Follow know? me on Insta. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your uh, Instagram <laughs> handle, uh, Sir um, Isaac Newton?
2: It's new... But it's like N-E-W. Okay. But, but no, it's, it's k n Oh, new. And All then right. um, Tone, T-O-N-E. Because if people don't know that, I also am a singer. So <laughs> I had an acapella group. Mm. Um, in Have you had high- any,
0: any contact with uh, 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 Cornelius von Bismarck or his wife? Shirley Bismarck. Ever since you you sort of like rose to notoriety.
2: Well, I didn't really get contact back, but every time I had a great achievement, mm. I would send a raven okay um, to their house, <laughs> letting them know exactly what it was and uh, how they missed out. Don't you
0: think um, that, that 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 might seem a little petty? Like you know, uh, you you specifically message them to let you know how great your life is going.
2: Um, like I said, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Gotcha. And gotcha. Uh, mine was just a little bit more. You know prolonged and chronic. Mm-hmm. So I wanted people to constantly know how great I was.
1: Okay. I mean it's still science. It's just like karmatic science.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It works. Oh mm. my God. Pollock, I love You, you say so karmatic much. science? Yeah. Like oh, karma. 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 Like oh, karma. I gotcha. karma. Karmatic science. Karmatic science. No, I like that a lot. One of the things I like about your laws of physics and I'm knowing, I'm noticing this now is how great they are for talking trash, oh my you know? God. Yes. So like you can yes. say like yes. you can say like, <laughs> listen, an object at rest will stay at rest. Yes. But you poke the bear, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> there like will be you gave estimate. me momentum, and now I'm coming at you.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow.
0: Right. Was that? Do you think that might have been part of your motivation in coming up with your uh, laws of motion? I think it Sir Isaac Newton.
2: Yes, I think it was actually because, mm-hmm. like I said, um that piece of. Human garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh who Cornelius? shall be Yeah. All right. I wasn't gonna mention his name. Okay, no, that's fine. but um yeah, I heard he's like living in Bayonne, New Jersey. So fucking that. That's like Ooh, one of the worst places
0: way. in Jersey. Do you know why? Hmm.
1: Because his talents were at rest, so his career stayed at rest. Whoa.
0: Oh. Boom. that is dope Suck that it va- is real
1: Suck it von Bismarck.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would love to keep talking trash to this guy but I, I have some more Sorry. questions for uh, Mr. Pollock here uh, now one of your early benefactors as a painter was mm. uh, Peggy Guggenheim obviously yeah. of the famous uh, you know, Guggenheim's who have the art museum here in New York um, um, she commissioned uh, some paintings from you, brought you a ton of exposure how is it that you meet Peggy Guggenheim and impress her enough for her to start commissioning you to do paintings for her
1: man uh i was uh, i was drinking at uh peter mcmanus one time and i uh, okay whoa peter mcmanus bar. yeah i was drinking at peter mcmanus and uh wow that's where i met her i think it was like it was one o'clock on a tuesday at night
0: did you know that peter mcmanus bar still exists today i think it still exists right yeah i know. I think yeah. so wow it's still a thing and, and a you, thing. that was the bar where where jackson pollock first met peggy guggenheim yeah that is incredible wow so i'm sorry continue with your story
1: no no i was uh i was there i'd been drinking for like an hour or two and mm-hmm. then uh she waltzes in she just had a bad date and then uh all right. we just kind of started ripping on this dude who she went out with
0: really and, so uh, yeah. so she just she had like a look on her face like uh and then you just kind of like initiated a conversation like like why are you so sad and she's like oh bad date and then you guys started talking trash on this guy
1: yeah i I bought her a drink she told me to fuck off and i said hey
0: look it's, it's not like that all right just
1: you look like you're having a bad day
0: oh
2: that's well, so sweet It's yeah, very so I,
0: gentlemanly of uh, you mr pollock i love
2: so you pollock
1: I, <laughs> I love you too isaac Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we uh, we got to talking, and she was like, oh, you do art? And then, uh, yeah, we, we met up a few days later. I showed mm-hmm. her my notebook and uh, just kind of went from there.
0: Oh, wow. So can you tell us, you, yeah, you don't happen to remember any of the specifics about this date that Peggy Guggenheim had been on that had gone so poorly that you, that started your guys' relationship?
1: Uh, yeah. Apparently, uh, the dude, he said he really wanted to get to know her, and then uh, she opened up to him about her emotions, and then mm-hmm. he said... I don't like people who whine.
0: <gasps> Ooh, oh, interesting. It Se- seems like a, a a very, I don't know, kind of like an old world sort of a sort of a woman. She wants a man to be a man, right. you know. And so for a guy to sort of like open up to Peggy Guggenheim like that, maybe she didn't appreciate that, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean, we didn't really get into it that night. It's just more like she looked like she needed to vent, so I figured gotcha. uh, I would just listen to her. But okay, yeah.
2: Uh, I got a question for you, right. Pollock. What's up? Do you draw her like <clears throat> one of those French girls? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: did you ever draw Peggy Guggenheim
1: uh, definitely yeah mm-hmm. but that was one of my private works it was just between me and her oh okay so and, sort of um, like
0: a sort of like a uh, an early 1900s version of the of the dick pic maybe oh. exactly yes alright cool, cool yes cool.
1: yes exactly listen
0: we don't need to delve into this relationship if that's something that's personal that you want to keep between you and Peggy Guggenheim
1: I mean if I, I have no problem talking about the,
2: you hit that you hit that you hit that
1: I'm not. I'm not going to say anything, but uh, winky face.
0: All right, that's fine. Oh, that works yeah. for me. Uh, now we talked a little bit about how you know you you did have a little bit of a reputation for being a volatile person. Right? You know, uh, you know, you met Peggy Guggenheim, you say, at this bar, Peter McManus, You know, you did have a history of alcoholism. You know, in your family, and also according to Wikipedia, mm. uh, you had this as well. Um, do you think that that maybe contributed to? the 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 way that you painted you know with such with such passion and ferocity
1: uh for sure mm-hmm. i mean that's why that's what i meant when i said uh uncle uncle polly's poetry juice uncle polly's
0: poetry juice yeah. mm-hmm. you mean you meant alcohol you meant putting yeah, alcohol, alcohol exactly. into your body
1: exactly uh-, uh no yeah definitely definitely affected it uh depending on what kind of mood i was in with mm-hmm. Really dictate how drunkenly I would paint certain pictures. Okay, or paintings, portraits.
0: Well, people have described your work as um, uh, these. These are some of the words that critics have used to describe your paintings: passionate, volcanic, unpredictable. And I think that it's interesting. I mean, it's a very obvious link up for the way that people also described your personality as you know, uh, uh, mood, uh, dramatic mood swings. You know, explosive temper. You know, it seems like there's a very obvious link up there. Do you think that if you had you know been able to get your demons under control maybe your paintings wouldn't have been so explosive
1: oh definitely not oh like, no
0: you think that your paintings would have been explosive regardless
1: no no i don't think that they they would have been explosive if, if i fire like weren't an explosive person mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you never yeah like people like some of the best storytellers that you can think of it never really starts with like yeah so i wake up every morning and I have a cup of coffee and then i mm-hmm. read the newspaper and i eat my oatmeal no, usually for me, it's like I wake up hungover, and then I, I'll have a few drinks, and then I'll eat a steak for lunch, and then I'll keep Ooh. drinking, Oof. and then mm-hmm. I just get a pen and a paper, or a paint and paper. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, yeah, I think uh, <laughs> it definitely affected, it definitely, I think that's what affected my art, mm-hmm. but I don't think if I were that person, uh, my art wouldn't have
0: been the same. Interesting. Did you feel like your work was intimately connected to your emotional state as well, Sir Isaac Newton, the way that it was for Mr. Pollock?
2: For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I was like a little bit more, you know, volatile, it was mm-hmm. physics. All right. Um, when it was like a little bit more, you know, chill, like introspective, mm-hmm. it was astronomy. Okay. When it was like, Okay, I'm gonna be like a like like a, a hermit and I it was calculus. So mm-hmm. and when I wanted to get freaking cray cray, <laughs> it was alchemy
0: interesting well i actually want to ask you more about your alchemy later on in the interview but um did anybody ever ever talk about your work in those words like would they look at one of your algorithms and be like wow volcanic explosive like like who's he trying to impress here that sort of thing i mean,
2: I think like when i had when i had like put that my pen to paper
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Uh,
2: uh, pen to paper i see what you did there i um i wanted to have people view my work like that Mm -hmm. i wanted people to be like wow this is an artistic expression can
0: you tell us just you know i know that that neither of us are scientists or mathematicians here uh but would you just read us like an equation that you would have come up with that would have been you know it's it's gonna sound like nonsense to us but you know uh that, that would that would be volcanic to somebody in the math and sciences
2: so little known fact okay okay I actually had started the theorem for E equals MC squared. You started E equals MC squared? I was, I died. Um, I died and I wasn't able to finish it.
0: Hmm. Um, Wow.
2: uh, My boo. Albert Einstein. Have Mm -hmm. you heard of him? He (laughs) finished my work. Um, I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I actually had, you know, started that. And that would, I mean, literally, it's energy equals mass times the speed of light squared, which is everything that is electric and Mm -hmm. volcanic and explosive. Definitely,
0: definitely. If I had read that in the 1600s, being a mathematician, that would have, I would have been like, wow, explosive. And, uh, and you know, unpredictable. Totally.
2: And it was used for um, nuclear war, right? Yeah. How yeah. how
0: far did you get in E equals M C squared before you died? I'm just curious. This is just true. I was at E equals
2: M C right. but I didn't know I had to double I had to cube it. I'm no. not
0: cute but I didn't know I'd just square, square it
2: square it yeah. so I was like so stuck you know what I mean yeah. I was like going back and like checking my answers
0: when I get Einstein in the studio I'll ask him can you
2: please how, yeah. how
0: did he get to the square because that seemed like the hardest part he's uh, so smart we've oh. got to we've got to take a short break but we'll be right back uh, here on Famous Dead People with Jackson Pollock and Sir Isaac Newton stay oh, with us Famous Dead Famous Dead People, famous people. Famous people. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or on whatever app it is that you're using to listen to this show. Uh, If you're so inclined, rate us five stars, leave a comment. You could tell us how much you love us or hate us. I love constructive criticism. Uh, That stuff helps us out a ton. Tell your friends about us. Get your friends to listen to Famous Dead People. I would really appreciate that. And uh, hit us up at Famous Dead show at gmail.com if you want to shout some criticism into my electronic face or if you want to hear a specific Famous Dead person on this show. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear that you're listening. I want some feedback. Damn it. Uh, so yeah, lastly, if you really like the show And you want to send us some money To help keep us on the air Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com Slash Famous Dead People And click on the Support This Show button Thanks again for listening And now back to the podcast Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests today in the studio are astronomer and physicist Sir Isaac Newton. Daddy,
2: hi, Daddy (laughs) (laughs) Jarrett.
0: It's not making me more comfortable the more you do it. Uh. And seminal American painter Jackson Pollock. Hello, hello. Now, uh, Mr. Pollock, I read that that uh your wife was a big influence on your work because unlike you she was classically trained so she could help you out with uh you know sort of i don't know more classical techniques and things mm-hmm. that you would have learned in art school uh can you remember like a thing that she helped you with like as you were as you were getting started
1: uh yeah first of all that's my baby i love her mm-hmm. um she definitely taught me uh the from like the most basic stuff to like just like staying in staying in the lines okay yeah creating uh she gave me structure uh she, yeah, she like helped me form structural things as opposed mm. to just kind of like where my stuff was all over the place. So after a while, I was able to like build some structure, but then still implement my, you know, my personality.
0: Absolutely. Now, now in your relationship, did you ever? I don't know. You seem like such a a, uh, ex, ex, a strong personality. Was yeah. there was there any, any any tension between you and your wife because she would say like, oh, maybe if you use the blah 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 technique then maybe that line would be a little clearer did you ever have any issues like like maybe don't tell me how to do my job sort of a thing
1: oh definitely definitely i mean Mm -hmm. when you have when you have somebody that that balances you out the way that she did for me and the at times i did for her you always like come into those clashes so there was definitely moments where she looked at what i was doing she kind of wanted me to paint more the way that she would paint Mm -hmm. and then i'd look at the things that she was painting then i'd you know want her to be a little bit more free mm-hmm. so you know we, de- we definitely we definitely clashed at times but it was never anything that was like you know uh like deal ish. yeah obviously like, this is part of the process
0: yeah yeah i mean it, it, they say that opposites attract you yeah. know like maybe it was your uh you know free form art that uh was the perfect combination to her more uh structured and classical art
1: yeah, I don't. Th- I, if, if like something or someone doesn't piss you off, then they're probably not going to bring out the best in you. So,
0: mm, interesting I relationship advice right. from Jackson Pollock. There, you yeah. want someone that's gonna that's gonna stoke the fires a little bit for you. That sounds that sound familiar, Sir Isaac Newton.
2: Sure does.
0: Yeah. Well, I read that, and you, you know, feel free to uh, confirm or deny this. But um, so, according to your Wikipedia, there are some who who knew you who say that you died a virgin. Uh, you know, which is fine. Obviously, nothing to be ashamed of, especially. Considering your contributions to the math and sciences, you know? Yeah,
2: I... um, Wow. (laughs) Wow, Jared. Um, Like
0: I said, we don't have to talk about it, Sir Isaac Newton. If you do not want to go into your personal life, we... we, I I just thought it was a... Because we were talking about Jackson Pollock's personal life, maybe we could.
2: It's just that it's amazing how someone can contributes so much to mm-hmm. math and science and like literally the existence we have today yeah and be knighted hi i was knighted it's actually sir isaac newton yes, yes. fyi I've, I've been
0: trying to make sure um, to say the sir when you know uh, and, when I introduce uh you.
2: and frankly it pff, yeah wow whew. um i did all that shit <laughs> mm-hmm. to get um to get a woman to like like me and uh
0: not uh not surely not not surely um Bismarck the one who married Cornelius your your high school bully No, not, not that one no
2: she pff, she that ship sailed i was mm. just like anybody anything you're just
0: trying to get any woman anybody. to like you and
2: honestly it was like a weird like fire you know i'm you know that episode of seinfeld uh where george stops uh ha- having sex and he becomes real smart <laughs>
0: Yes, yes, I do remember that episode. So, it's a great great episode, great TV show, Seinfeld.
2: It's great. I'd love uh, to hear,
0: Pollock when we get to you, I'd like to hear what your favorite episode is. But anyway, so you that were saying- That is
2: my fa- fa- favorite episode, Sarah, but I saw Sarah, Sarah, that Sarah. and I was like, damn, that's kind of like how it was for me. I, I wanted to so badly mm-hmm. engage in intercourse with someone, anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just never happened for me, mm-hmm. but I, I think it really stoked the fire that yeah. was- my prolific um contribution now if you you don't mind me saying so
1: i just want to add to this real quick it doesn't matter because you still your wife was science and you came in with your huge science penis swinging it around Mm. and that was your wife yeah so you're not a virgin
2: i will say though i don't have a large science penis my penis was actually (laughs) uh an inverted nub
0: wait so it was like uh it was like concave like it actually went into your body uh, yeah. Oh yep. my God, Sir Isaac Newton. So that's. I mean, uh, thank you for revealing that. You know, wow. very personal information um, about. Yeah. About yourself, died a virgin, uh, a concave, any of a you penis, had any penis, yeah. yeah.
2: It was. I mean, I, that's deep. It's deep, but it's, it's I, I. Literally, would, literally, literally, it's literally deep. It yeah. was, and I would choose my life over again. I mean, like I said, I was knighted. Mm-hmm. Um, I dismantled the heliocentric theory of um, life.
0: Yeah, nobody is doubting the contributions that you have made to math Good. and sciences. I just want to make sure that you remember and if, that. If, if math and sciences was a woman... You know, nobody had fucked math and sciences harder and deeper and more frequently and from the front and from behind yeah. than Sir Isaac New- Newton. But did. I would, you I made more... that your your. I don't want to sound very offensive. You made it your bitch. You made wow. the math and sciences. Wow. Wow.
2: Okay, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I would like to say that I respected, I listened, I was a partner to math and science, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just about the intercourse. No,
0: I just I just wanted to make uh-huh. you you more comfortable. Of because... Course. I, I yeah. made
2: science. My queen,
0: yes, yes. I made
2: science my queen. I have a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. Y'all are still hanging with my kids today. Your grandchildren, my great, 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 great grandkids. Yeah, you wouldn't have, you would have thought you were gonna fall. You know, honestly, (laughs) I want to say something. If I hadn't realized that the Earth was round, maybe we wouldn't have like all the colonization problems that we have in today. Maybe like the United States would have been like a beautiful land of indigenous people, and the colonizers wouldn't have. Come and spread disease and manifest destiny nonsense. Okay, so that is my one regret
0: mm, that that you maybe uh, are responsible <laughs> for the colonization of America yeah. by Europeans.
2: Yes, I do. Oh, yes, well. yes.
0: Mm, I don't think that you need to be. Uh, I feel uh, real ashamed or upset about that. Like, real you, shitty. there's no way you could have predicted that. It was all in the name of science. True, true. And also, you know, like not not to uh uh not to beat a dead horse here, but I think that the the that uh, a healthy sexual uh, element is important in any relationship. So when I say that you fucked science so hard and so deep, and you just came. All over science and math's face and on wow. its tits and everything like that. Wow! I, I don't think that that's mutually. Jared, okay. I, I don't think that <laughs> Jared, that, I don't think that that's exclusive to also respecting math and science. No, they're not as mutually. No, they're as not, not mutually
2: exclusive. Yeah. and I actually don't even know. I I carte blanche. Don't know what mutually exclusive means. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, science consented.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. There was no doubt. It there. was a
2: big hearty consent, mm-hmm. and uh, I, 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 we had like we had a Dominican breakfast afterwards. Yes, <laughs> It yes. consisted of fried plantains, scrambled mm-hmm. eggs, salami, and cheese. Yes. Uh,
0: now going back to uh, Mr. Pollock, so uh, you know it's pretty late in your <laughs> in your career when you develop the drip paint technique that eventually you became you know, famous for, you know, you were 35 years old, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you had already made a bit of a splash on the art scene, you know, just based on the work that you did for Peggy Guggenheim, people were already saying that you were the greatest American painter. Uh, but then you do this drip technique, and it just explodes. Would, would you mind just describing your drip technique for people that might not be familiar with your work, Mr. Pollock? Uh,
1: the drip technique is where I sort of was kind of literally what it sounds like. I just mm-hmm. let paint Different colors, different patterns drip all over the canvas, and then uh, depending on what I see or what I'm feeling, I kind of dictate where else I'm gonna, you know, make lines and patterns.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it sounds, you right. know, uh, uh, you know, obvious based on the name drip technique, but I just wanted to clarify that yeah, for of anybody listening. Um, what was your inspiration for that? You know, like like there there were so many painters before you who didn't make the connection to just lift up the paint and let it drip onto the canvas. Uh, how did you how did you come by that?
1: Uh, I really want to say it was something like some like you know, it was ingenuity. Like I had like a huge epiphany, but mm-hmm. no, I was hammered one night. I was working on a uh, painting. Uh, I, was, I was on my desk, and then I fell asleep. I was drunk, and my arm knocks over a can of paint, mm-hmm. and it drips into a, a a large canvas that I had on the floor right next to the table to the to the desk. And uh, yeah, I saw something cool, and I figured, what if I just do this with different colors? And mm. yeah, so it's not as cool as people might think it is. It just-
0: no, I mean that's a that's a perfectly perfectly valid explanation, but it's a little bit like the way that you know we see things falling to Earth. We've seen things falling to Earth all mm-hmm. the time, but nobody put two and two together for you know until Sir Isaac Newton as to what gravity was. You know, um,
2: I just want to say one thing, um, <laughs> Pollock. If it wasn't for gravity. The paint wouldn't have fallen where it fell. The oh my drip God.
0: method wouldn't have worked <clears throat> exactly. without gravity, which nope. is what Sir Isaac Newton Discovered and put and put name and numbers to. I didn't even make that connection until just now. No,
1: I, and Mister Mister Sir Isaac Newton. If 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 it weren't for your teachings, I would have thought that shit was like witchcraft or something like that. Mm, but because yeah. I knew about gravity, I was like, this shit makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to happen. Do
0: you think that in a world where there's no gravity, that you would have eventually come to the drip method, some other way, like we by throwing paint into the gravityless atmosphere and then like throwing a canvas onto the paint as it like oh. f- flies to the air, something like that
1: you know what it would be like you know mm-hmm. those videos where you see uh the astronauts in space and they like uh try to drink water mm-hmm. or they like open up like some kind of fluid and yeah, you just yeah. see it kind of coming in dots mm-hmm. like it would be like that but then i would have to come like flying into it with the canvas wow. mm, interesting
0: yeah i think that i i don't think that without gravity we could i i don't think there it's it's mutually exclusive to to be missing gravity and then also not have pet jackson pollock's in our life the drip method
1: no they t- they definitely coincide they go yeah. hand in
0: hand oh my god yeah <laughs> i'm so glad so uh going back to you sir isaac newton um you know we, we talked a little bit about these early experiments with gravity that you uh did with um i'm sorry you're Johan kepler with Johan kepler and um but but When we grow up, uh, at least here in America, Mm -hmm. uh, when we grow up, we are taught the 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 fable of when you discovered gravity was you're sitting underneath this apple tree an apple falls and hits you on the head and you go, huh, that's weird. How come how come things always fall directly perpendicular to the earth? That's really weird. And then you and you sort of like uh, uh, discover uh, the mechanics of gravity through that.
2: That's the patriarchy speaking. That history is literally the patriarchy. They're like, oh, Isaac Newton was just idle, sitting under a, a tree, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, an apple just falls on his head, and he's like, bam, gravity. Yeah. No, it was a lot more intense a nuanced, and there's a lot more that went into it. Do you
0: think, was there any incident that you can remember from your life that maybe made people think that the apple thing happened? Like, did you spend a lot of time under apple trees? I, or... You know what?
2: I had an orchard.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um in my later in my later years, I wasn't a farmer. I just liked like I hired people, but I liked looking at the apple trees, and I like a cold press apple juice every now and then. So I think that people just knew they're like, oh Isaac, he loves. He's a real apple head.
0: So I um
2: I I uh, you know I think that's I think that's where people get that from. But it's just all about you know mm-hmm. people trying to make things a little bit more simpler than mm-hmm. they actually were. Like I know you know like Pollock you you said that you knocked over the can and it was simple like that but i think that more of your future works which are so uh you know more nuanced and more developed than that mm-hmm. there's a lot of thought that actually went into it and that's yes. just the patriarchy sorry boys <laughs> and me i'm a
0: man too so um uh you know i i, you, I don't i don't want to um uh, I, I, I'm not trying to be a gotcha journalist here, uh, Sir Isaac Newton, but here we go. We touched on your personal life a little bit. There is some historical evidence to suggest that you had a same sex relationship with a Swiss mathematician. Um, you know, we, we're, we're here in 2017, it's a much more progressive time. Mm-hmm. Would you care to admit? That this was a part of your life, yes. Sir Isaac Newton.
2: Yes. Okay. All right. You heard me talk about women. It was a lie. Okay. I right. like D. Always mm-hmm. like D. Oh, oh wow. And if I wasn't gonna be burned at the stake or buried alive <laughs> or some other heinous not- nonsense, I would have been out and proud because mm-hmm. you know what? Yeah, and I think that's also like some of the pain that I felt that not being able to like be with the the partner that I wanted to be out mm-hmm. in the open this uh,
0: the Swiss Swiss mathematician yeah I
2: wanted to like yeah. go to a farmers market with him holding hands yeah. like that's a real human experience that people want to enjoy
0: did you have any connection to women at all I mean it sounds like when we yeah, were talking earlier that you that you that you did yearn to have that experience I just uh, w- like would you say that you're bisexual maybe no strategy? I'm not oh so you just legitimately I like
2: I like men flag, okay. yeah I wow. like men and you know what the queen was my girl. <laughs> We used to chill all the time. It was Queen Elizabeth the I.
0: Mm-hmm. First. I we don't know, you yeah. know. It, it was uh, Queen
2: Elizabeth the so, First. Someone can check that. And later. we were both virgins, so it was mm-hmm. like we had a lot in common.
0: Uh, for um, those of you who are just joining us, uh, you listen to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are abstract expressionist painter Jackson Pollock Yoo-hoo. and mathematician Hi. and astronomer Sir Isaac Hi. Newton, who has just come out of the closet and yeah. revealed to us that he. That he uh, was in a same-sex relationship, that he is a gay man.
2: Yeah, and it's, I mean, not that, it's like, hi, it's 2017, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Yeah. No. Um, We want what everyone else wants, just yes. a normal hey, the relationship.
0: People of all, all over the sexual spectrum, For, you sure. know. Yeah. They, oh, that's actually, I didn't even think about that link up, is that you discovered the color spectrum. Yes, I did. Oh my <laughs> God,
2: I discovered Roy G. Biv. Red, yeah. orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, so ind- or indigo So you're not violet. only
0: a gay man, but you're also responsible for, for the, the rainbow, symbol the
2: rainbow. the
0: homosexual pride movement. That's that, incredible.
2: Believe that. That's
0: a great link up right there. So wait, does that
1: make Isaac Newton the most prolific gay man of all time? I think so. I think that makes you the most prolific gay <laughs> man of yeah. all time.
2: And honestly, that's a hard thing because a lot of uh, gay men and women are highly prolific and highly.
1: Very true.
0: Very yeah.
2: accomplished. And so to be on
0: the top of that list of prolific homosexuals, That's that is basically even me. more impressive.
1: And also, bravo for coming out. Well done. Thank yeah,
2: you. It was really strong of you. And also watch Bravo. <laughs> I love it. Housewives.
0: Now, I, I just want to walk back something that I said earlier because we were talking about how... How deeply and intimately you had fucked math and sciences, but I was using a real heteronormative pronoun. Yes, let me I was just, let me just me thinking just walk that. that. I was so so just thinking that. You need to check back.
2: yourself. Check <laughs> that privilege. Check it, so, so let me
0: say instead that math and sciences was your Cross- was your was your, was it?
1: What? Maybe they were crossing swords. Oh
0: yeah, you Maybe. guys. You were you were putting your dicks together. Yes. you were. Uh, you were coming all over sure. math and sciences, yes. back and butthole. Yes. Yeah, you guys you were know, making a campfire. You guys For... are making.
2: Oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. wow! <laughs> I didn't. Oh, that's how fires are made.
0: <laughs> well,
1: fires of passion.
0: Yeah. Now, um, passion. going back to uh, Jackson Pollock here, um, what I found uh, most fascinating about your splatter technique, about mm-hmm. your drip method, is yeah. that um, you know you're you're very notable. The the splatter, the drip technique is. Um, which I feel weird talking about since we were just talking about coming on uh, things, uh, it, it makes you even more famous. It elevates you to the next level, and then you just decide to stop doing the drip method altogether. Um, what was it, what was your thinking there that made you think, now that, that I've done this thing that is so popular that everybody wants, I'm going to stop doing it?
1: Oh, my wife. She hated it.
0: Your wife hated the drip method. She
1: hated it. Yes, but I mean, it makes sense because she was such a proper and... Uh, uh, a classically trained artist, so she hated the drip method. She was hmm. just like, she's like, I can't believe this is art. And I'm like, this is real art. Like, I'm really doing something. But it was just, like, constant, like, bickering and back and forth. So Interesting. So I feel like once I hit, like, uh, uh kind of like I hit my plateau with it, mm-hmm. I was like, uh eh, it's time to move on to something else.
0: Well, I want to know, because it's, cause you also stopped naming your paintings at that point you just started Mm -hmm. numbering them yeah and so my thinking was and feel free to correct me if i'm wrong and uh you know sir Isaac newton you can (laughs) jump in on this if you like um it seemed to me like you were trying to alienate your audience you know like you're not giving them a name you're just giving them a number like interpret it however you want and there's this thing that you want well i'm not going to do it anymore Mm -hmm. uh do you think that's a fair thing to say or or is it as you said earlier just that your wife didn't like it so you decided to stop doing it
1: no, if anything, I was trying to do the opposite of alienate. I wanted to bring more people into the art mm-hmm. by giving them the opportunity to, to interpret it themselves because, I mean, artwork is largely, especially when it's abstract, it's subjective. It's mm-hmm. whatever it means to you. So it's, it, it was more interesting for me to see what other people saw in my paintings mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, just me telling you what this is. So for me, it was way more interesting to hear what other people saw.
0: Okay. So uh, uh, Oh, uh-huh. sorry. I was
2: going to say, I think it's really interesting that you would number the paintings because um, even though... It was just a number. A number is a name.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, name numbers have names. You know, one, two, three, four. Those are yeah. all names that we have of numbers.
2: Also, the episode of Seinfeld where George wants to name his child seven hmm.
0: or you, soda. You have no seven. He seven. wanted to name it seven. Then somebody else took the name seven. Yes, I think it's like his I favorite love, baseball I player love, or something. Yes, we're learning this about Sir Isaac Newton. That you Big loved Seinfeld, Seinfeld love the him. TV show.
1: I also just got served by the OG of science. I feel, <laughs> I feel pretty happy about that. That doesn't happen too often. I'm cool with that. No, don't like, know. Yeah, I definitely just got served.
0: Mm. You're welcome. Did you start at one when you started numbering your paintings? Where you're like this is painting number one, two, three, four, or would you start like just doing random numbers like this is number eight three four this is number, you know, blah blah blah?
1: No, I did it in order. Okay. Based off when I started, so one, two, but yeah, it had no particular significance to it. How many of those order. paintings
0: did you do? Like what number did you get up to? Uh eighty-two. <laughs> you got it up to eighty two? Eighty two. Oh, wonderful. Uh I don't know where I was trying to go with that question, but I was just curious. Um Was there anything that, like, let's say that you're... So you say your wife didn't want you to do the drip drip technique anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you're like, you know what, baby, I love you. I'm going to stop doing that now. Um, Is there anything that she could have asked you to do artistically that you would have said, no, this is about my expression, this is about what I want to accomplish?
1: Anything that she could have asked me to do that I wouldn't have wanted to do? Yeah, uh, I guess just paint more, like, classical, traditional the way that she did. Mm -hmm. She asked me to do it like that because that's definitely not me.
0: Yeah. Yo, your wife
2: sounds basic. Sounds basic.
1: She's a mm-hmm. she's a good she's a good woman. She's, Isn't it nice
0: that I feel like gay people are allowed to say that about other women, you know, without getting reproached. Like, you know, this is your wife that you love, yeah. but you're not angry at Sir Isaac Newton for having called you. No, right? I mean, I no.
2: I don't think she was like basic but like maybe her like style was
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah that's mm-hmm. fair you know some some women are perfectly great but they just you know they don't have the kind of uh i don't know out there fashion sense that would make a girl not basic
2: okay um not only women can be basic i know a lot Everybody of dudes can be basic. that are be- Everybody basic, can be basic
0: you know i'm definitely there are moments when i'm like hanging out in my apartment You know, and I'm just like, I don't know, uh, I'm watching Big Bang Theory and laughing and I'm like, this is real. I'm being real basic right now. You know, this is classic Mm. basic behavior.
1: I mean, I don't mind it. I feel like I when I was growing up, especially in high school, like getting, uh, you know, kicked out and all that. Mm Everybody's telling me how I should act. Mm -hmm. So I'm very I'm very okay with people being who they are. So I, I think basic is kind of a. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, understating the way that people can be because everybody has their own unique qualities. Yeah. But also, it was a marriage, so I was like, "All right, if I'm going to give this up, you have to give something up too." You Ooh, have what to did give-
0: What did you ask her to give up? Oh, in? I
1: told her this, She has to. She has to paint the way that I do. What? So I was oh. like, if I have to give up drip, then you have to take it up.
0: So she started doing drip She started doing paintings. Drip. I've
2: uh, actually seen one of her drip paintings. Yeah. One of her specific. Drip I paintings. have actually. I was in London. Okay. At this, the, it was like a gallery where they were showing all like American expressionist art. Pieces and they had a ton of Pollock's and like, mm. um, what's that guy with the squares? Uh, Picasso,
0: Picasso? Is that not Picasso,
2: is? not uh, not uh, it
0: Matisse Rothko, 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 yes.
2: But they also had, um, they had Pollock's wife, mm-hmm. I forget her name, um, they had her drip painting.
0: Interesting, it was
2: interesting. It was like yours, except it was like duller colors. <laughs>
0: Well, I read that uh, they started. They started trying say anything.
1: She's listening right now.
0: Sorry, I I didn't know. I heard that they that scientists started using fractals to try to figure out which were your drip paintings and which were fakes and which were frauds and they discovered that they had a 93 percent success rate of using this computer program to decipher which what what drip paintings were yours and which ones were imposters and i'm starting to think that maybe it was like an uncredited mrs pollock painting that was maybe like one of the ones that they that they got screwed up on like maybe you guys were so intimate that the computer couldn't tell those apart
1: that's very likely and also you know just to summarize that in a very uh, contemporary term, uh, mm-hmm. real recognize real, yeah, so.
0: real does recognize real. That's a, that could be a fourth law of motion, right? Oh my
2: god, I love it. Real recognize, real recognize it. It's so true though. <laughs> uh,
0: now, uh, Sir Isaac Newton. Um, I read that a lot of your later life you were focused on alchemy. We talked about that a little bit. Yes, uh, already. Um, what was it that? drew you to alchemy specifically. Like, you know, alchemy, as we understand it, is trying to turn elements into other elements. Like you're trying to turn iron into gold. You're trying to turn uh, silver into copper, you know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Did you, uh, you know, you had so much success with the other sciences. uh, And this one is something that, you know, even today we're like, well, that's not really you know, practical or feasible, you know, like, why Why did you want to accomplish that?
2: Okay, so here's the deal. Mm. I had a lot of, you know, I had, like, my work time, you know, like, mm. calculus, mathematics, all that, Sean. Astronomy. Astronomy. Mm. Name it. Name it. Yeah. Um, And then I had my free time. And I didn't have Netflix. I mm. didn't have, you know, seamless.com. Yes. <laughs> I had my own mind and I had what I thought was just something that I could do for fun. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm so smart. I bet I could turn water into wine. Mm-hmm. I bet I could turn you know, base metal into golden metal. Mm-hmm. And I I tried it and I mean, frankly, I failed. But it was just like a, like a passion project.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't need to succeed at the thing that you're doing for fun to no. unwind. I
2: mean, like Nowadays, I'm like literally watching Seinfeld on FXX <laughs> app on my Roku. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they're both an exercise in futility, just like alchemy was.
0: Yeah, interesting. Isaac
1: Newton is now we need like we need like a new notebook to keep listing the accolades because now Isaac Newton is the original sorcerer. Like mm, you try to make yes. all these elements. You're like the your original. Yeah. Yo, you're like Tupac. Like even after death, he keeps coming oh out with rap Oh my god,
2: I, <laughs> dude, I love Tupac. And honestly, if I was still practicing alchemy, but I can't because I love TV so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I would try to figure out how to bring Tupac back, and not in like hologram form. Ooh. Although honestly, I think he's still alive.
0: <laughs> I don't think he's dead either. I Jackson Pollock and dead. Sir Isaac Newton, you both think that Tupac is still alive today. For yep. sure. Yes. Yeah, wow. So mm-hmm.
2: I think he is like on some island, like archipelago, random island. Mm-hmm. And he's just chilling and laughing.
0: Wow. Interesting. Now, uh, before we wrap up, I just want to ask a couple of uh, 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 questions, you know, that uh, I don't know, was inspired by some of the answers that we've here, had here today. Uh, you know, we found out that Sir Isaac Newton was doing Alchemy like to Unwind. And Jackson Pollock, your entire career was doing you know, art, which is something that people with regular jobs do to unwind, what would you do to relax from the stresses of of painting, of being an artist? Oh, handball. You you liked handball? Loved
1: handball okay. all the time.
0: Yeah, so did you, like, have a league with some other painters or anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah. It, it was a bunch of us, uh, but uh, they, they weren't established, but we all, like, used different code names mm-hmm. for our favorite artists. So we had the Da Vinci's. Ooh, that was like team. one
0: team of painters? Yeah, that was okay, one team cool. of
1: painters. Uh, yeah, uh, I had sex with Da
0: Vinci once. You had sex with Leonardo da Vinci? Yes. That is, an, that is a bombshell. It yeah, he did. I don't an... know if that works chronologically, but uh, Honestly, <laughs> it is there's an nothing, interesting thing to learn.
1: I am no longer surprised <laughs> at <laughs> anything that Isaac Newton can say. I just, I, I expected it.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I think we'll probably end on that bombshell there. Uh, that is all <laughs> for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton. Hi. And uh, Jackson Pollock for joining us in the studio today. Uh, I do have one final question for you both. It's a little weird, but uh, I don't know. I, I like to end every show by asking my guests if they Let's get know, weird if they, if they they have any Twitter accounts that they like okay. or any comedy shows that they're really excited about seeing in the future. Like Sir Isaac Newton? Is there okay. uh, anything right. like that?
2: So follow this girl. She is crazy. Mm-hmm. Her name is at. Maya Desh, Mm -hmm. M-A-Y-A-D-E-S-H. She's – that's the name for her on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Okay. Okay,
2: at Maya Desh. And she is brown rice uh, in this comedy show at UCB, Chelsea, called Asian Pop. And it's an all-Asian – the first all-Asian comedy group at UCB. Mm -hmm. And – it's really, and they dismantle everything from systemic racism to boys. Um, so check it out at UCB Chelsea, where they are performing February fifteenth and the twenty second at nine thirty. And she's also on Mod Night at UCB uh, Chelsea. The Classic is the name of the team. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. awesome. She's a genius like me.
0: She, she sounds hilarious. And uh, Jackson Pollock, did you have anything that you wanted to plug as well? Uh, yeah, I'm really excited
1: about this uh, show, uh, the director's Series at the Magnet Theater in March. Mm-hmm. It's called Silence Please. Uh, Thursdays at 10.30 it explores uh, silent improv and there's this guy in it his name is Patricio Machuca and uh, he's quiet but he takes uh, he takes showers daily and he smells really nice <laughs> yes. and, I, and I respect that <laughs> I respect that a lot that so, is wonderful uh, so, so
0: he, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person please email that to us at famous dead people show with gmail.com we'll try to have them on as soon as we can we're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn thank you so much for listening everybody and we'll see famous you next week famous famous dead people
1: Famous dead people, famous dead people, famous dead
2: people.